Football fans, Thursday Night Football was a disaster again. But we got to talk about Russell Wilson. Is he just done? Is he finished? Is Russell cooked? We'll talk about that. Russell Wilson, all things AFC West and Thursday Night Football as a brand hurting right now. Also, all your Week 5 predictions right here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, with my friend and co-host, your boy Q. It's going to be a fun Friday episode. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host, Keon Meyer. Ooh, your boy, Q. How about this <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's my fault, Q. I know that you don't like your government, but it says all, it right there. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Never shy away from the government name. It's just funny how you just throw it out there. I mean, look, I didn't check my, uh, my police record. I think I'm good. You know, my credit report's all right, so I think I'm okay. He's known as your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast. He also runs the Raider Nation Radio Network. I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. We bring you our Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast here, which you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, YouTube, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Like this video if you see it on YouTube. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as all the bonus content. There's a lot of content on the Locked On NFL podcast uh, YouTube page, so check that out. Also, today's brought to you by Bet Online. Bet online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. All right, now we got to talk about this, uh, this, this, this Thursday night football game. We don't need to talk about the the ins and outs of it. <laughs> it sucked. The Colts won twelve to nine in overtime. You know the one thing about the game that was really cool though, uh, and what? I was doing some ESPN national shows, actually uh, sitting in with Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Fitzsimmons on uh, on Thursday night watching the game. There was a guy, according to Darren Ravel, that put down a hundred dollar bet that there would be no touchdowns scored in the game, and there wasn't. So he won ten thousand dollars because of that blank show that was Thursday. So exactly, round of applause. That's what I was rooting Remember for. That guy. Seriously, I was rooting for that guy around, I don't know, around the, the start of the fourth quarter. I was like, man, this is actually a possibility. This might happen. And then the Broncos got close to scoring a touchdown. I thought, oh, man, my man's going to lose his 10 stacks. But, uh, no, he ended up winning. So uh, kudos to him. At least somebody won with that blank show that was the Thursday night football game. You know, I, I guess they he won. The Colts won, I guess. But <laughs> who, could, who continues to lose right now is the Broncos – you know, this I don't know how they got two wins, Q. Russell Wilson looks like a shell of himself. As a person who's had to cover Mitch Trubisky for three weeks, he looked like Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> and whoever thought that you would say that? Like, like I, I never thought I would put those two guys in the same sentence. Yet here I am. You see, at the you know, at the end of the game, overtime, Nathaniel Hackett's going for it. It's fourth and one. I don't know why you're not running the ball in fourth and one in the red zone, but it's fourth and one. You're going to go for it. You got slants. You And, and to, to, to Hackett's credit and to the offense, they call up the right play. K.J. Hamler's wide open in the right. end zone. He says, I could have walked in. Russell Wilson never even looks at him, tries to throw it past Stephon Gilmore. It's knocked down. They lose the game. K.J. Hamler is like slamming his helmet into the turf at, at mile high, and it's just like – this is a disaster. Not only because at least with the Steelers, you paid Mitch Trubisky seven million dollars. Yeah, who cares? You didn't trade any picks to get him. Right, you just picked him up for the cheap and free agency. And the plan was always to get to Kenny Pickett eventually, which he starts this weekend. We'll talk about that in the third segment. But you are paying this man two hundred and forty-three million dollars, Mister Russell, uh, Broncos country. Let's ride Wilson. <laughs> 
and he is playing terribly. You are locked into him for I think till 2028 when he's 40 years old. This is a this is an utter disaster here, Q. Yeah, it's not good, man. If you're uh, Russell Wilson in the Broncos, you're waking up today wondering what in the world's going on and and why they're not having more success. And look, Russell Wilson. Uh, he left Seattle because he wanted to cook, and we saw what happened week one against Seattle, and Nathaniel Hackett didn't let him cook, took the ball out of his hands, and everybody questioned it. Now Nathaniel Hackett left the ball in his hands, and now we're all questioning it. So uh, I don't know what's going on with the Broncos. Got to see him up close to personal on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium against the Raiders, and they didn't look good then. Uh, I, I just don't know, man. You know, the conversation leading into the season was all they needed was a quarterback and a head coach, and it feels like they still need a quarterback and a head coach, right? It just, it, it's, it's, it's really it's bad. Uh, it's early in the season still I mean it's only five weeks getting started so I mean they have times to get things turned around we know what Russell Wilson could be when when he is on just question is is he going to be on man I mean you know it's just is he you know did Seattle see something before they made that move that made them feel comfortable with like yeah you know what we'll be fine without him matter of fact there's conversations right now is Seattle better off with Geno Smith which is a narrative I never ever ever in life thought I'd be talking about so I mean, they have a lot of questions that they need answering right now at, uh, in Denver at Mile High, and uh, I don't know who's going to answer it, and I don't know when they're going to get answers, but it's not looking good so far. We'll talk more about them in the AFC West in a bit, but we got to chime in on this on this Thursday night football nonsense. It is just not good football. Q, and we talked about this a bit last week, too, yeah. just with, you know, with the concerns about Tua and everything that went into his injury. Also, shout out to Dr. Karina Maharaja, because she, point, she pointed out on this show, like, and like an like, like an hour after that game yeah. was over, that like something was wrong with the with what was done to determine whether or not he had you know a concussion the first right. time, and this has not been handled the right way. She was questioned by some people on the internet who didn't <laughs> like that, you know, who Dolphins fans who were happy and then Internet's unhappy crazy. about it. Yeah, and then uh, turns out that guy was fired, and then it was like, well, looked like Dr. Karina is right. So just a shout out to her again for doing an awesome job. But back to the Thursday night football, even outside of the concussion standpoint, by the mm-hmm. way, with Nahi Hines getting an obvious concussion and being woozy, that's not great for football because that's... No, it looked really sp- bad, too. looked really it, bad. It looked very Tua-esque, man. So. It looked tua I mean, yeah. he couldn't stand. Right. And that stuff doesn't help you with the game. But again, Thursday night football, why do we need to do this? Now, I get... The, the, the money why, right. uh, Roger Sherman of The Ringer tweeted this out during the game. Uh, he said, uh, uh, Amazon paid $13 billion over 11 years to have Thursday night football. That is $1.18 billion per year. And there are 15 Thursday night football games per year. Right. So long story short, they paid about 78 million dollars to broadcast the Colts Broncos game that is insane right well I mean that just lets you know the NFL is king and that we're I don't want to say dumb but we're dumb enough to watch the games I mean we're going to watch them (laughs) as bad as that Thursday night football game was I watched every second of it I watched every second of it that just shows you and again Chris it's all about the almighty dollar at the end of the day it's not about anything else right it's not about player safety it's not about quality of play it's not about any of that stuff because they consistently put something out and, and you know spoiler alert next week it's the commanders against the bears you think that's yeah. going to be a good one no on. we're going to be sitting here talking about another blank show but that's what it is and it's just uh I, I don't like it i love the nfl and as much as i love the nfl i could do without thursday night football i'd be fine with sunday football sunday night football and monday night football and call it a day leave thursday to college leave thursday to high school leave, i mean you know I, what I mean i'm good with that but we all know as you mentioned all the dollars that amazon rolled out or any other network let's make no mistake about it amazon ain't the only one that wanted thursday night football mm-hmm. any other network would 
would uh, would would roll it out if they could. Hell, I'll tell you right now, if the Locked On uh, Podcast Network had enough money, <laughs> they'd air it. I promise you that. And I'd and I'd be right there on the sidelines. Yep, here I am. Your mo- your boy Q, take it in for the sideline. I don't give a damn. I'd be that guy. I don't care how bad it is. That's how good the NFL is. That's how much it's king. It just runs things. So any network out there that has enough dollars to get the games would get the games. That's yeah, and and that's, that's that's the bottom line. Like you said, if if. Uh, if 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 David Locke wanted you and me on the sideline, we'd we'd be up in there. It's like, all right, this is a terrible game, but I hope you watched it because we're getting paid for it. Exactly. Uh, but but again, I it, it makes you wonder if the NFL just like change up your brand a little bit, man. Like you know what? Do two Monday night football games a week. You can manage. You can manage right. that. It worked that one time. I you know I I think they could manage something like that, for and sure. then that way you're not stressing out these things because it's bad football. You're putting your players more at risk, and I know it's for the almighty dollar, but there just might be a better way yeah. for both your players to be safe, your product to look better, and for you to earn more of those almighty. Lots of dollars. injuries Thursday night. Yeah, lots of injuries. I mean, when you play Sunday and then turn around and play again on Thursday, man, you know that that's got to be wear and tear on the body. I mean, and bad big time wear and tear. These are small car collisions that they're having each and every play. And then, oh, by the way, you got to do it a couple days later. I mean, that's just, you know, it's 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 a rough deal. Uh, and if they, you know, want to stress player safety like they talk about stressing player safety, they wouldn't have Thursday night games. But here we are, and we're preaching to the choir because they're going to keep on having them. They're going to keep on having them, and we're going to keep on covering them. Of course. Just, again, the almighty dollar runs everything. Yep. We got to talk about this AFC West because, whoo, the best division that ever existed in football was a narrative, and it is not looking that way. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But first, we got to talk to you guys about Simply Safe. Here's a sports an- analogy for you. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone, and you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. This is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home and Security. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. So you always know your home, home is safe. What I can tell you is that. When you call Simply Safe staff for help, they're attentive. They're they're with you. They make sure that you that they, that you understand. They 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 are with you. And whatever you're asking, they're doing whatever they can to help you find it or to help you figure out whatever situation you're in. I love how how simple the phone app makes it. You can go to your phone to check on to check on check on your home even while you're away. And it keeps you up to date with the safety of your home at all times. It's just amazing, and it's also an easy way to get in touch with their support team with 24/7 professional monitoring. Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch and dispatch police for uh, or first responders in an emergency even if you're not home and can't be reached simply safe blankets your home and protection and with advanced sensors for every room window and door hd security cameras for inside and outside your home customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on nfl save 20 percent on your simply safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free visit simplysafe.com slash locked on nfl to learn more there's no safe like Simply Safe. Back here on the Locked On NFL podcast, the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q. Q, what's up with your division, man? AFC West is supposed to be all at, and it's all not. 
No, I mean, you know, you're right. And uh, going into the season, everyone talked about the AFC West. It was going to be the toughest division in football. And, you know, there could be a possibly three teams, maybe even four teams make the playoffs. You know, that was the narrative. Hell, I believed it, right? I mean, all the additions, you know, you got the Chiefs there. The Chargers went out and made a bunch of free agency moves. Of course, the Broncos, we talked about that, went out and got Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, and all of a sudden, that's all they needed. Again, they were just a coach and a quarterback away from being greatness. And then the Raiders went out and made the big move for Devontae Adams. And I could tell you from being here in Las Vegas and covering the Raiders that, you know, as a one in three team, they, they haven't lived up to their end of the bargain. So, you know, sometimes when it looks great on paper, you know, my grandmother used to say that just because it looks good and feels good don't mean it is good, right? And so we see this on paper. We see this division say, oh, yeah, they're going to be awesome. But sometimes, you know, what you already knew kind of remains the same. And, you know, the Chiefs are sitting there looking pretty good, three and one. Only loss was two. Well, the Indianapolis Colts, who just knocked off the Broncos as well. So the Colts have the AFC West number right now, and they come to <laughs> Vegas in a few weeks. So we'll see how that uh, trend continues to roll. But, Watch out. you know, the Chargers, they, they get injured all the time. You know, I don't even know if Justin Herbert really should be playing these days, right? I, I don't have any idea. I believe he's got a punctured lung. I mean, that can't be good. And I know that you could play with it, but... J.C. Jackson, high-dollar guy, he's only been out there for about 12 seconds. You know, he's dealing with the ankle injury. And I'll say this, and I don't want to say that I told you so or any aha moment. I asked so many times to anyone who would answer, Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Pats, anybody who would answer the question, why in the hell is Bill Belichick letting J.C. Jackson go? He is a lockdown corner. He was an undrafted free agent. He's been mm. leading the league in, in interceptions for the longest. Why are they letting him walk? And, you know, Mike said, hey, I thought that, you know, I think that Belichick sees something. It could be injury-related. And I'll say this. I think Mike was spot on because, look, this guy's been injured more times than not. And when the when the Patriots let a guy go, you have to take a double take, right? It's almost yep. like, and, and Chris, I mean, you know, we've hung out together. So, we you know, we know, we know where we're from and what we're doing and what we're about mm -hmm. it's like when you're on the street and someone offers you something you're like wait a minute hold on yeah yeah hold your up, first hold instinct up, is there's something wrong here in this scenario this can't be right if someone's trying to give you something it's like oh hey yeah i got this here it's only going to cost you this you're like eh why yeah, i don't trust yeah, yeah, this yeah. there's something there's something there's something attached to this when the patriots are willing to let a guy like that walk you've got to do a double and triple take and say okay wait a minute where's the camera at? am i getting punked is what's what's going on why is this available why is this player available the raiders did it with trent brown the raiders went and signed trent brown to a massive deal right he was a free agent from the patriots they just let him walk there he was their left tackle just won the super bowl with them why would they let the guy who protects tom brady walk well the raiders gave him a boatload of money and guess what he took that boatload of money and went right back to new england because he was trash he wasn't available he was terrible i mean just it's just a simple he blocked me on twitter too by the way so there's Dang, that really oh yeah 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 because i said what i'm telling you now he's trash uh the guy doesn't like football love football he loves what football could do for him and as he as a massive man what football does for him is pad his pockets and put a lot of money in his in his bank account. So, hey, that's fine. You know, it's it's different strokes for different folks. But my my you know cautious tale is if the Patriots off, you know allow a player to leave or offer a guy in a trade, you got to take a double and triple take because there's something wrong with the scenario. So the AFC West just hasn't been all that, and you know the Chiefs are the leaders, and everyone else is kind of sitting around saying, "Hey, do you want to take second place, or, or 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 should I take second place?" It's just it hasn't been all that yet. It hasn't been. 
I will say the Chargers with their injuries, I, I, I at least give them pause. They have that every year, though. Don't we? Why do we fall yeah. for the banana the tailpipe every listen, single listen. year? What did you and I say when this before this all started? Because like everyone was Chargers could be going to the Super Bowl. Right. It, they, I've heard this since two thousand five, right? When they had Drew Brees yes. also on the, at, at the quarterback position, and then Philip Rivers and Ladainian Tomlinson and Antonio Gates, and every year the Chargers. This is going to be the year, and right. it's never the year, and it's something crazy every time and here they are and, and listen they've added so they have some talented names on that roster yeah they are not putting it together yet again and right now it's looking like the chiefs are just gonna run away with the division like they have the past several years that's what it feels like and you know david Drogemeyer, you know host of the locked on chargers show does a fantastic job but i mean he was super hyped about the the chargers they were going to be the afc west division champs herbert's banged up bosa's out jc jackson's out it looks like the khalil Mack show going on right there and look that's a hell of a pickup he's doing his part but he can't do everything by himself you know and so there's just for some reason i don't know why that organization is always snake bit with either injuries or their special teams unit sucks right i mean it's just like that's how they end up losing games injuries special teams and we know brandon staley likes to roll the dice on fourth down the whole analytic thing i think he's scaled back a little bit on that so i won't even hold that against him it's just like something is snake bitten about that organization and i i don't i don't cheer for it because i think that they're a damn good team with a lot of really good players i just i don't get it i don't understand why there's always some kind of big void when it comes to the charges like what's happening well charges are charging charging it up like they always do I don't know. Crazy and crazy enough. And there. then the Raiders only got one win and they got one, Devontae Adams. Like, let me not, win. you know, let me not excuse the Raiders from this conversation. Yeah, I was going to say, Q, yeah, that's my fault. Very light about Joe Squad. No, no, no. That I don't want. Hey, look, they only got one dub and that was over the Broncos. And we see how bad the Broncos are. Right. So, I mean, and, and the Raiders went out and got Josh McDaniels. I thought that that was going to be a difference maker as far as offensive play caller. It hasn't what been. A, what did I tell you about Josh McDaniels? That dude, it. I, anyone that talks about, oh, Bill Belichick coaching tree, and that coaching tree is poisoned. You might be right. You might be right. from that? That's great. You know, Brian Flores is your one example, and the Dolphins had to get, get got ready. They fired him. Really nice with the Steelers. But, like, you know, from Charlie Weiss to – uh, to uh, what the, the guy Matt Patricia, all them dudes, they they don't they don't work out where they go. And you know, if someone wants to say Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel never coached under Bill Belichick. He played. He under played him. there. No, you're right. I mean, look. I mean, there's 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 a lot of question marks in the AOC West. You know, I mean, you're you're absolutely spot on. And and that's why I look. I didn't I didn't want to uh, leave the Raiders out. I just didn't want to emphasize on them uh, as well. You know, just because I cover the show or cover the team. But it's just. I mean, everyone's been underwhelming except for the Chiefs, you know, and the Chiefs have been thriving without Tyreek Hill, which is the reason why they were going to regress, and they haven't. <laughs> so, you know, everything was going to be great because, well, every team in the AFC West got better and the Chiefs got worse. And at the end of the day, you look at it and everything remains the same. The Chiefs are in first and everyone else is fighting for second, third, and last. Simple as that. That's the AFC West, <laughs> not the AFC best at the moment. Right. Um, I guess – the the best division in the AFC right now would be the the East uh, with the Bills at three and one and the Dolphins at three and one um, and the Jets, and the Jets look pretty like, good they look pretty decent yeah so 
there's 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 some hope there. I think everyone might. I think everyone agrees though. If you were to look at a division right now, the best right now is the NFC East. You got the four and Eagles, the three and one Cowboys, and somehow the Giants are three and one. Brian Dayball, man, shout out to him changing the culture there. You know, I yes. and, and the Cowboys have a strong defense, and the Philadelphia Eagles, I think, are the best team in uh, in, in the NFC in general. You know, I mean, I would, they're they're I fantastic. They're a great team, and shout out to Jalen Hurts. I'm happy for him, man. We'll talk about a lot of those teams in our pick six where we go over our top six games that we're looking at, uh, looking at in matchups this weekend with our full predictions. So stay tuned with that for that on the Locked On NFL podcast. But first, we got to talk to you guys about betonline.net, betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NFL season that we're hitting week five. Also, Major League Baseball playoffs are here. So you want to put money down on that. Also, NBA, NHL, both right around the corner. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action when you visit BetOnline, where the game starts. Back here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. It's time for the pick six. We pick our six game. We pick six games out of the weekend that we find interesting. We give you betting odds, lines, and our thoughts on those matchups dumb, right here. Dumb question on- for you as we get started with this. Yeah. Do you have all the lists of the games? Because I don't I lost my I do. Okay, I do. Good. Don't worry. We're good. <laughs> yes. We're good. I'm being I'm I'm being a good co-host here. Team Lights got, got came through for us. Good job. Um yeah, so don't worry. I, I'll hold it down even though you <laughs> <Q> can't. Um, <laughs> You're Jordan Poole. I'm Draymond. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't be fighting me over here. That was a crazy video. That was. The, the best conspiracy theory I've heard is that a Russell Wilson fan released that video to TMZ That's because they funny. wanted to take the heat off. Oh, jeez. <laughs> jeez. I'm going to go put myself in the corner after hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let's get into some of these matchups. Our first one's going to be the first game of Sunday, okay. which is the game in London. The Giants play the Packers in a neutral mm. field. The Packers are nine-point favorites, according to BetOnline.net. By the way, BetOnline.net brings you our pick six today. Uh, the money line at negative 365 for the Packers, uh, plus 295 for the Giants. The over-under uh, is set at a uh, at 41 um, so that's interesting. That's an interesting. Uh, that's a very low number. The unders um, have been winning all season long. They have the unders. I've been 21 20. That's I, like, that's all that would take for this team right. to hit the over. Uh, well, yeah, uh, but Thursday night, look how many points were scored. 21 total. Okay. But that was the Colts. Oh, I know. I know it was a game played though. It was a game played <laughs> and the Packers haven't exactly been awesome. The Giants aren't exactly awesome. But they're both three and one. How does the NFL function? I don't know, Q. I'm going with the Packers. Even yeah. I, I just I, I can't. I, it's 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 hard for me to bet against Aaron Rodgers, even though he hasn't been great this year so far. I think he'll do enough in this game to get the dub. Though, if I was to do, if I'm betting, I'll take the Giants. I, I think it's going to be points. a closer contest. I'll yeah. take the, I'll, t- I'll I'll take that. They'll be able to cover uh, with a nine point spread. That's a pretty large spread there. Uh, and I, if I'm taking, I'm going to bet the over dog on it, you know, 41 points, that's too low in the NFL. And it's going to be, it's going to be early. It's going to be London. There's going to be dumb defensive mistakes. 
they'll be they'll put some points up. I got that. What's your what's your bets on this look? Like well, you? I'm gonna roll with the the Packers in this game as well. I was I was actually thinking about rolling with the the G men early in the week, but then the when I found out, yeah, when I found out about the quarterback situation and Daniel Jones is still really banged up, Tyrod Taylor's already been ruled out. I mean, there's just you know so many different scenarios to kind of look at uh, in, in this quarterback situation when it comes to the G men. Uh, you know, maybe Saquon Barkley ends up having to go into Wildcats scenario again. So I don't really trust. I don't really trust that. I do like what Brian Dayball is doing with the G-Men, though. I like the culture there. So I'm rolling with the Packers in this one. Uh, if I was going to, you know, place a bet, I might, though, take a chance on, on you know, the Giants and the points just because, you know, I think it's going to be a long shot, but almost double-digit points is a lot in the NFL for any team. So uh, I don't think that that's a bad bet at all. Let's put it like that. Indeed. We're going to a AFC showdown, one o'clocker, Chargers at Browns. The Chargers are two and a half point favorites in Cleveland, which means, of course, the Cleveland getting three points because they're at home. The over under set at 47 and a half. I can see this be this one being under because I can see I can see both teams trying to grind it out. Austin Eckler finally went got going for the Chargers last week. The Browns, of course, have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt in that offensive line. I'm going with the Chargers. I know that I know that they're hurt up, but. I think that they're still going to be able to find ways to win in this game. The Browns, they've looked good at times. They've not looked good at other times. They didn't look good last week against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I'm taking the Chargers. I think they find a way to win with the Ross. And I think Austin Eckler's be awakening last week would play a big part of this. Well, Miles Garrett is back for the Browns after that uh, that scary accident that he got into. And so I think he's going to go out there with something to prove. And the Browns are at home. They have a pretty good defense. They have a very strong run game. And uh, I don't mind Jacoby Brissett at all. I think that he's been okay. He hasn't been great, but he hasn't been bad either. He hasn't been doom and gloom like everybody thought in the Chargers. As we mentioned in uh, segment number two, we talked all things AFC West. They're pretty banged up. They haven't really just lit the world on fire so i'm gonna actually roll with cleveland on this one i think that they straight up win the game uh, i think that they you know cover this i think they win by like three or four points or no probably about three or seven anyway I, at the most the touchdowns put it like that i think that they win by at least three but um probably topping out at, at a touchdown win so i'm gonna go with cleveland in this one i hear you there all right moving along we have our ne- our next game coming coming in on the sunday slate we're gonna go with an afc east showdown here because this game could sneakily be very important. The three and one Jets face the two and or three and one Dolphins, excuse me, place the two and two Jets in New York. The Jets coming off their win over the Steelers. The Dolphins most likely will be with Teddy Bridgewater. Yep. This is an important game in my eyes, Q, because the Dolphins have positioned themselves to have an early stake to, you know, to be fighting for a one seed. You know, it's just the first quarter of the season. It's not truly determining all right. of that, but you, you set a good pace. And if you can avoid a letdown game against the Jets team that I feel the Dolphins are better than, then you can put yourself in a position to kind of keep going. And then if you do get to a back at some point, you can be at full strength and come out on the better end of it. I'm going with the Dolphins. I know that they're going up to New York and it's not, you know, they're, they're not going to be benefiting from yeah. 120 degree weather. Right. But um, this is a defense that knows how to create turnovers. They're, they're talented in the secondary. Um, and Teddy is like Jacoby Brissett in my mind. He's a good backup. He takes what's there. He gives you a chance. And with those receivers, I truly think that there's enough talent on the on that offensive side of the ball to create some plays. I also think they get after 
uh, Zach Wilson a bit better than the Steelers did last week and caused some problems. Well, I'm going to actually roll with the Jets in this one. I really am. I don't believe in Teddy Two Gloves. I never have been a believer in him, even when he was at full strength, when he was the Vikings starting quarterback. I just never thought he was that good. I always thought he was a game manager, and I think he always gives the team an opportunity to make a, a turnover or create a turnover or two. Uh, I believe Sauce Gardner. I believe in DBs win games. That's what my motto is. Sauce Gardner. Xavier Howard on the other side. I, hey, look, the Jets have Sauce Gardner going up against Tyreek Hill, so that's that's what I'm looking for, man. That's going to be a money matchup. Last week, I was actually blessed to be able to see Devontae Adams and uh, and uh, and Patrick Sertan go up against each other, and Patrick Sertan is one hell of a DB, man. He gave Devontae Adams all he can ask for, and then some. That was a fantastic matchup. I'm expecting another great matchup this week in Sauce Gardner and Tyreek Hill. I'm going to roll with the young pup, though. I'm going to roll with uh, Sauce. I think he comes up with a big-time interception off Teddy Two Gloves, because that's what Teddy Two Gloves does. So I think that the Jets find a way to get a dub uh, against Miami. Miami and everybody's talking about the New York Jets on Monday. The Dolphins three point favorites there with the, you know, the Jets being at home. Uh, the over under set at 46. I'll also go with the under on this one. I do think that that's a little bit high scoring for these two offenses. Moving right along, though, this game, people might look at this and say, like, well, Chris, this is going to be an obvious result. But I say this the one and three Steelers go to visit the Buffalo Bills at three and one. This is going to be Kenny Pickett's first yeah. start. There's excitement yep. here in Pittsburgh about that. But here's the crazy part, Q. The Bills are 14-point favorites. And it's not that that's crazy in itself because the Bills are a Super Bowl contender. The Steelers yeah. have really struggled this year. But this is the first time since the NFL merged in 1970 that the Steelers have been 14-point underdogs <laughs> in any game. And they were the last team to not to, to, to not have, be 14-point right. underdogs going into a game. That's crazy in and of itself. And because of that, and because I know how Mike Tomlin works, you saw how he beat the Bengals in week one this year. You saw how the Steelers beat the Bills in week one last year. I think that they find a way to get them get, get up for this game. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think that they'll cover. And it might even be a 10-point situation, mm -hmm. but 10 points still covers you when you're right, given 14 right. points. There's a lot of parity in the NFL. I know the Bills are a very good team. They're a Super Bowl favorite in my book, and I have them to win this game. But, man... I'm taking I'm I'm taking the Bills to win, but the Steelers to cover. Over under is set at 46. I'm actually going to go the over in this one. Okay, okay. I, I think that 14 is a lot of points. I mean, I really do. Uh, once it gets up to double digits in the NFL, I get very nervous about rolling with that, right? Because, yep. again, it's the NFL. These guys know what they're doing. I don't care if you're the worst team in the league. You still could play uh, somewhat, right? And so I, I just think that 14 points may be too much. Uh, but I'm interested to see how Kenny Pickett, the rookie, gets his first start in Buffalo. Like, that's less than ideal, right? I mean, if yeah, if they tough. didn't if they didn't have to go to him last week, you know, bring him in to get a jump start, I think they hold him out at least one more week. But but Mike Tomlin is Mike Tomlin. He knows what he's doing. Uh, he's a hell of a coach. He's earned the respect and earned the right to make that call. So uh, that will be a very intriguing game. I do think Buffalo wins. I just don't think that they cover that 14-point spread. Number two overall defense, number one passing defense. You know what other quarterback came in as a, as a rookie and started against the started his first game against a number the number one passing defense in the country? No. Ben Roethlisberger. So, <laughs> I should have known. History I should have known it had the Pittsburgh ties, of course. Uh, we Listen, we got them all day. That's what we're writing out here for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Did you know that Kenny Pickett in his first start for Pitt was against the undefeated number two in the country, Miami Hurricanes, and he took them down? So there's a chance, man. I'm just not betting on it. Uh <laughs> Facts. I'm not either. <laughs> Buffalo wins the game, but 14 points is too much. That's too much to cover. All right. Now. 
Cowboys three and one at Rams two and two. Q, who are the Rams? I don't uh, even know. Uh, not a very good team with not a very good quarterback. Never been a Matthew Stafford guy. He earned a little bit of respect because of what he was able to do last season and lead them to the Super Bowl and come up with some big passes when they needed it. So I, I got to give him that. But I've never believed that Matthew Stafford was that great of a quarterback. And uh, you see what he's doing this year. And he's banged up. I don't think he's healthy. Uh, that Rams team, they're lucky that they won the Super Bowl last year because I don't see him doing it now. All the uh, depth that they used to have, they don't have. And all those F those picks that Les Snead was talking talking about not having those picks is why they don't have the depth right now again I'm not mad at him because he still got a Super Bowl out of it and that's the ultimate goal but now you know at some point that lack of depth is going to come back to haunt you and that's what's going on right now with the Rams so uh, it's funny that they're uh, favorites in this game I heard uh, Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy say we ain't nobody's a uh, uh, underdog I don't think that they should be an underdog in this one either I think the Cowboys yeah. get the victory and I don't think it's close yeah, I mean, you 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 look at you look at this game and you say like, man, like the Cowboys have played some really good football with Cooper Rush at yep. quarterback. But they do, you know what they're doing though? They're doing what the damn Cowboys are supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. Run the ball, play strong defense. When Dak's in there, it's like, oh, I could throw the ball forty five times. No, run the damn no. ball. I feel like Richard Sherman. Run the damn ball, right? <laughs> Just run the damn ball. You've got Listen. two horses in the stable in Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott. Horses don't do nothing if they're just sitting there grazing. Let them cats get out there and run, man. Sorry. <laughs> you do sound like Richard Sherman, who was going through some PTSD yes. when he saw Russell Wilson throwing a, a red zone interception and then trying to hit a slant to win the game. It's just, I feel you. But I feel you. They got the formula. Dak, you don't need to throw 40 times no. a game. You can, you can be really efficient with 25 attempts. Yep. You know, connect on 20 of them, get two, three touchdowns. You're going to be a happy dude because y'all going to be winning. Keep winning games. Mike, Micah Parsons has that defense playing at a high level. Um, but like you said, Cowboys, five and a half point underdogs. <laughs> I'm taking that all day. They're winning. Right. Yep. And even if they don't win, they're covering that. For like, sure. That, that's ridiculous. The over under, though, set at 43. Mm, that's tough. I'm taking the under. I think that these are two defenses that they, that, that try to grind uh, these. These is they're going to try the Cowboys are trying to run the clock out, and the 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 Rams still have a talented defense. They haven't been too well together so far, but the but the Cowboys defense. I don't think either team puts up too many points. So I'll take the under there. Cowboys are going to score a defensive touchdown. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know who it's going to be, but they're going to get a defensive Diggs. touchdown. It could Diggs be Diggs, it could be Parsons, it could be any of those cats, man. I mean, for all I know, any anybody could score uh, once they get their hands on the ball. I think that they, I don't even think the game's close. I, I really don't. I think it's like a 21-10 game. I really do. It'll still be the under, you know, it'll still, it'll still be the mm-hmm. under, but I just think that they they blow those cats out. Last game we're doing here, and this to me has, has game of the week vibe because it's, it's really important for both sides. The 2-2 two and two Bengals. Go to visit the two and two Ravens. Bet Online has has this game with the Ravens being three and a half point favorites, which means with the home field advantage, they really see this as a coin flip. Right. Uh, in in this situation, uh, the Ravens the over under set at forty eight. I think that's a fair number. The Ravens money line is minus one eighty. Bengals plus one sixty. Man, this is tough because the Bengals were zero and two. They bounced back to go two and two. The Ravens, they had the Buffalo Bills on the ropes, and then they let them slip through their fingers. Right. I I still feel like the Ravens are the best team in the AFC North. I said that going into this season. I thought you know, even with the Bengals being a- AFC champs, I, I think that they they're in for a regression year, um, and not for long. Kind of like I, I see them, kind of like how the 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 Rams were after they lost the Super Bowl. Like they needed a year to clear their heads, and then they were back in it. 
Uh, but this is the Ravens' year. They're healthier. Uh, Lamar Jackson's balling out of control. And I, I think that they'll be able to do enough to trip up Joe Burrow in this game uh, in prime time. So I'm going with the Ravens, and I'll even take the points. I think they win by more than three and a half. You know, I would, I would co-sign everything you just said. I just don't trust the Ravens' defense. And mm, clearly, John been, Harbaugh been, doesn't either. Good. Right? John Harbaugh doesn't cl- trust the defense either. I mean, he went for it on fourth down trying to trying to win against Buffalo last week when he could have kicked a field goal, and uh, he, he didn't because he didn't trust his defense. So uh, I don't trust Baltimore's defense. I trust Lamar Jackson and what he's able to do offensively. He's fantastic. I love everything he's doing, and I hope he uh, continues to, to shine. I want him to get the bag. I want him to get the super bag. But uh, I just think that this one, I think Cincinnati's back on a roll now. I think they're feeling good about themselves. So I'm going to roll with the Bengals in this. This one again don't trust the Ravens defense and if you don't have a defense you don't have a dub in my opinion so I'm rolling with Cincinnati I think that's that's fair again I think I think the Bengals they have talent I'm just I just think that they're going to continue to have ups and downs For this sure. season um as as they've played out but there you have it. Our pick six brought to you by betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Thanks for checking out the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. Q, where can they find more of what you do at? Uh, you can find me in Las Vegas on the strip. Just No, I'm just kidding. You can find <laughs> find me on Twitter at your boy Q254. Uh, everything I do, all my work, Locked On Raiders, Locked On NFL, Locked On Bets, I put it out there so you can always check that out. Uh, of course, I always like being here on Fridays with Chris, holding it down, just talking a little NFL action. But, uh, yeah, man, anything you want to know about me, just check out Twitter and you can find it. What about you? Check me out, Chris Carter, on on uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Carter Critiques. I also write for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette on Pitt Athletics. We got a big game, Pitt versus Virginia Tech this weekend. Pitt trying to bounce back there. Um, also, I do the, the Locked On Steelers podcast, just like you does, Locked On Raiders. You can find our shows on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, if you're watching any of our YouTube videos, hit the like button, subscribe to our YouTube channels to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes, your team every day as the Locked On podcast brand promises you. We'll be back next Friday, giving you more looks into week six and the big games of next week. We'll see you then.